Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts in the world, and it is all because of my truly incredible guests. And I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game and who are willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, these are not people who hold back. Their goal is to share with us the essence of peak performance, and they show up every Monday and every Friday on this podcast, and they do exactly that. So today our topic is the key to your success with my guest, world-renowned speaker on optimizing mental performance and productivity, Dr. Mike Van Thielen. Now, he is a treating physician for Boston Neuropain and Psych Centers, helping tens of thousands of patients with chronic pain and mental health conditions. And his achievements include being the best-selling author of The IZOD Method, Optimize Productivity and Focus, Free Up Valuable Time, Live Forestry, Upgrade upgrade Body and Brain. I will be reading that very soon. He is also an advocate of the health freedom movement and a sought-after speaker who has shared the stage with celebrities such as Les Brown, Brian Tracy, and Darren Hardy, owner of The Success Magazine. He has over three decades of involvement with the best optimal health practices, anti-aging and regenerative medicine, sports performance, nutrition and supplementation, and biohacking strategies. Dr. Mike, welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. It's good to have you here. Hi, Denise. I'm happy to be here to uh, have a great podcast today. Me too. I mean, everything that you're talking about, I'm writing this down going, I have to ask about that, I have to ask about that, because everything you're talking about, you know, health practices, anti-aging, regenerative medicine, all of it, I think most humans who can read, white, walk, talk, and chew gum at the same time are interested in all of those things at one level or another. We, we have to stay healthy. We have to eat or get healthy and then stay healthy. And you can't do it by sitting on the couch eating potato chips. Even I know that. No, that's correct. Um, again, um, you know, more and more people become aware that uh, going to your conventional doctor uh, may keep you out of the uh, hospital, but uh, it's certainly not the way to go uh, if you want to live in optimal health, if you want to be strong and vital, and if you want to be focused, and if you want to be productive. Um, that's not when we go to our conventional doctor. That's when we need to, you know, reach out to functional medicine doctors, our coaches and mentors like myself in this field who can basically uh, unleash your superpowers, find your purpose in life and make sure you uh, reach your goals and dreams. And that's what this is all about. And I'm glad you mentioned that because what I didn't mention in the introduction is that you are a mentor and a coach and you are helping people regain their health. You have you're an assistant coach and therapist for the Belgian, or were, I don't know if you still are, for the Belgian Olympic, Belgian Olympic swim team for the Olympic Games in Atlanta. You're an All-American, and you're a current world record holder in swimming. You also hold 28 U.S. national tiles and two YMCA national records, and you're a proud member of the exclusive WSA, World Sports Alumni. I think you know what you're talking about here. You've got some credentials. Well, yeah, I don't recommend things to people I didn't try myself or, or, or I'm not using myself. So, yes, I'm, I could say I'm a product of my product. Well, and that makes sense. So tell us a bit about yourself, how you, I mean, you've got a heck of a, a record here, you know, just being very, very interested in your health, other people's health. How did you get started? Uh, well, uh, long story shorter, I grew up in Belgium from there, the accent, right? Um, and it was a single family home. We weren't very well off, but my mom uh, worked really hard to provide for me and my brother. I went to the University of Brussels, did physical education, which is sports, because of course I loved sports, but what are you going to do with that degree, right? So I continued to um, my studies in uh, physical therapy, and that's how I 
travel with the Belgian Olympic swim team in preparation for the Atlantic Games in 96. And then in 1997, there was a shortage of physical therapists in the United States. So a recruiter called me up and basically uh, asked me, uh, hey, do you want to work in the United States? And I said, yes, of course. And so that's how I ended up here in 1997. Um, went back to school in Orlando, Florida, to the Florida College of Integrative Medicine, where I get my acupuncture license. I'm a doctor of oriental medicine, board certified in Chinese herbs, homeopathy, you name it. And uh, I, I treated many, many patients, and um, I figured that these, what they call alternative medicines, which basically are the traditional ones, but uh, such as acupuncture, chiropractic, food therapy, homeopathy, they are indeed less invasive uh, than conventional medicine, meaning drugs and surgery, but I really didn't get the long-lasting results with my patients either. So at that point, I decided I had to go back to basics and dig a little bit further to find the truths about health. And that's when I decided to get my PhD in holistic nutrition. And I also really carefully myself looked at Mother Nature and animals in the wild to see what they were doing to stay in optimal health. And by doing those two, I became very confident in helping anybody with their health issues. So now when I help somebody with health, I basically have three steps. Unfortunately, most people fall in the first category, which is we need to regain control of your health. We need to go back to what we call quote-unquote normal, because if you, have a, if you have pain, if you are diagnosed with some type of disease, uh, you know, we, we got we to gotta get rid of that pain. We got to get rid of that disease. And that's actually easier, easier done than most people think as long as we don't go to the conventional doctor. Then number two is when we back, once we're back to quote-unquote normal, nobody likes to be just normal, right? We need to get to optimal health. So we need to implement lifestyle modifications so we can be strong and vital again and we can be in control of our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And then step number three, only when we're in optimal health, we could take advantage or maximize the benefits of what we call today biohacking, which basically means upgrading your body, your brain, and your life uh, objectively, because now we have strategies in which we can objectively, in other words, we can measure before and after, uh, objectively reverse our biological age. So those are the three steps that I guide people to when it comes to health. Uh, but I also mentor people um, to be successful in business or in their personal life. And so today I feel um, I'm in a good place to be a mentor for other people uh, with their health business or their personal life just because I never had a mentor. I came here in 1997. Um, I saved $400, uh, back my backpack and put my jeans on. And so needless to say, uh, when I came here, it wasn't easy and I got in small business adventures. I got knocked down many times and my motto quickly became I never lose, I win or I learn because I had to get back up many times. And so I feel I'm in a good position to help people um, realize their goals and their dreams, show them the pitfalls, uh, you know, um, provide them with the resources and the team of experts that they may need to achieve their highest potential. I love that, win or learn. I, you, you mentioned metabolic health, and it's interesting because this weekend I was talking with a friend. You know, this is the time of year where everybody makes those, in my opinion, useless New Year's resolutions. But <laughs> yeah. that's just my opinion. But we were talking about that, and she's had a weight issue for quite a while now, and she's just miserable and she's tired of being miserable. So, you know, we got online and we started looking around because I told her that I was talking with you and, you know, the types of things that you advocate. And she wanted to know more. In fact, she's listening right now. But we somehow found a way to figure out what her metabolic health is, and it's 109 years old. Scared the bejeebers out of both of us because she is overweight and she's not moving around a whole lot and her focus is you know, problematic, she's miserable. She's just absolutely miserable. So yeah, when we you know, saw that number pop up, 109, I went, oh, and I think I quit breathing for a moment. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, our chronological age is totally irrelevant, right? It's, it's our biology that will decide if, we're, if we can function, if we can focus and get things done, and whether or not we, we are healthy or when we die. That's what our biological age is. 
uh, the psychological age is, uh, you know, irrelevant to that aspect. So we need to measure, and there's many different objective tests that we can do, our biological age, and then implement strategies. And then at a regular intervals, three months, six months, every year, we can measure again and see, you know, evaluate the effectiveness of what we're doing to get you healthier and reverse that biological age. So um, fortunately, you know, we don't have to just, um, you know, believe somebody or trust a method or a strategy. We actually can measure it. And that's the beauty of biohacking today. And see, that's important. And listen, I have nothing against doctors, physicians. I really don't, but I avoid them because I just, I, I'm one of those people that believes that the, the body is made of magic. We can do an awful lot of our own healing if we'll just get out of our own way and keep, you know, stop eating garbage and move our bodies around. There's so many things that we can do that just make common sense that don't get done for whatever reason. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice today for some weird reason but and i'll tell anybody who will listen you get sick in my house i've got unbuffered aspirin apple cider vinegar and toms oh benadryl because i'm allergic to wasp that's it if you're in my house and you get sick you need to go to a doctor or to walmart pharmacy because i've got nothing well, me neither i got nothing either i do have supplements and i do have natural remedies and yeah. i understand yeah, me too. I understand how to treat myself. Uh, you know, I, I never had health insurance, and I came in 1997. I don't need health insurance. Going to the doctor or the hospital is listed as the number three cause of death in the United States, so why would I pay to go there, right? <laughs> so I only I believe that emergency room care is important because if I get into a car accident later on, yes, please save my life. But otherwise, I don't see much of a, a need uh, for conventional health care. Uh, but of course, you know, at that point, what are you going to do? You need to learn. You need to take control of your own health. Uh, you need to choose what I call health freedom because we all have the freedom to choose to be either sick or sick and sad or healthy and happy. It's our choice. We can blame the government. We can blame our doctors. We can blame the fake news. We can blame the propaganda. We can blame the CDC and the FDA. It's all good, but ultimately you're responsible for your own health and that of your loved ones. So if you want to be healthy and happy and if you want to be productive and if you want to unleash your superpowers and, you know, and make a difference in the world, then you got to make the decision and take action. And so if you're not in the health space, then you just surround yourself with people that can guide you in the right direction. And so that's the decision that people need to make. Oh, exactly. Listen, when I was a kid, my grandmother was a farmer's wife, and I remember her saying, you are what you eat, and she meant it. You are what you eat. And we didn't, as a child growing up, we didn't have snacks or treats in the house. We just did For starters, we were a large family, and it just wasn't in the budget. It just wasn't. We had cooked meals, and if we didn't like what was being, you know, was on the table for me, it was liver and onions. I would throw up if I even smelled it. I wasn't going to eat it. Yes. But... We didn't have all of that growing up, and I'm one of the, I'm a super taster. I don't eat sugar. I, ugh. I mean, just saying the word sugar made me just do a pestle, what we call a whole body free song. I just don't like it. It actually hurts me. But so many changes have happened where people, look, I'll be driving down the street, and there's a half a dozen cars in the McDonald's driveway, and it's not dinner time or lunchtime it's three o'clock in the afternoon are you uh, really hungry at three o'clock in the afternoon well, there's, I would uh, say there's, no. there's a huge difference between hunger and appetite right and that's what most people cannot distinguish cravings i think it's cravings that yes, people give um, it to. oh you know i want, i have a craving for I, I don't even know what's at mcdonald's i'm going to go with a hamburger but you know aren't you supposed to just say Look, I just ate a couple of hours ago. That's a craving. Identify it and just say, I think I'll have a bottle of water instead. I mean, you can make those decisions. Yes, if you, again, if you want to make those decisions, of course, they're just, it's just behavior modification and it's easily done. But a habit is formed by three concepts, right? It's um, knowledge, skill, and willingness. So the knowledge you can always acquire, the skills you can always acquire, the willingness, that's the only key that's 100% dependent on the person themselves. So 
once you know once they are willing uh, coaches and people like myself mentors can help people but if the willingness is not there it, it does really not matter no i agree with you and you know we don't know what we don't know i mean a lot of people will just say well you know i didn't eat a whole lot today so why am i feeling sluggish why am i you know still putting on weight i didn't eat a whole what happened well, it's you not about to, volume, you'll right? Have to learn it's about awareness. what you eat. Yeah. It's about what you eat, not how much you eat, necessarily. I agree with you. And listen, I don't know about you, but, well, I do know about you because of the way you you treat your body, but to me, fresh foods, they just taste so wonderful. But I, I did this one time. It was kind of an experiment, but, you know, I, I typically eat fresh foods and boiled eggs and things like that. I, and I'm a heck of a cook, cook. I love to cook, but I'm careful about what I cook. So I had been eating nothing but really fresh fruits, vegetables, healthy meals, and I decided to go through Taco Bell. Oh, my God. I, I had to spit it out. It was so salty. I had no or your body, idea. Your body starts rejecting those oh. things when you're in the habit of being healthy, yes. The cats behind the dumpster ate my tacos. I, I couldn't do it. I, it. It actually burned my tongue. It was so salty. But I think you don't notice it if this is what you're, you know, eating as a rule. Correct. Okay. So let's talk about productivity and focus. I know you're the author, the best-selling author of the IZOD method, Optimize Productivity and Focus, which is really what I wanted to chat with you about at some point today. Free up valuable time, live stress-free, and upgrade your body and brain. Let's dig into that book a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. The reason I wrote it is, of course, we all went through the pandemic. And uh, at the same time, I was doing a lot of consultations with people at Boston Neuro and Psych. And they do a lot of, you know, medical marijuana and those types of things. So a lot of the people were either pain. But uh, a fair amount of people that I talk with, it's the anxiety, the depression, the insomnia, the PTSD, those types of things. And so obviously the pandemic didn't make that any easier, right? And so what, what, I, what I really recognize is that, yes, there are therapies out there for those mental conditions and, a, and negative emotions, I call them, right? Fear, worry, jealousy, lack of purpose, those types of things. So, yes, there are therapies and there's medicine and there's supplements for that and even medical marijuana. But what I really found was that there's a much bigger, bigger issue. And the issue is that most of us do not have a purpose in life or they didn't find their purpose in life. So just imagine that, you know, day in, day out, you get bombarded with things to do from all different directions. We are bombarded with about 14,000 uh, messages per day. It's an influx of information, and we don't have a system in place to organize uh, that chaos of information. And we always put out fires, and we got to put up with the things of our boss, and we got to manage the kids and the family. And so it's this rush, 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 uh, overload of information. And, and, you know, of course, we're going to get stressed. We're going to, you know, worry all the time, and we can't sleep, and the list goes on. And so, yes, there's therapies and medicines and supplements, but I figured that if we redirect and go to more basics and discuss our purpose in life, then we can eradicate all that immediately. And to expand on that a little bit is, for example, our society pushes us in a certain direction, right? Uh, we're born, we got to go to school, then we go to, we're supposed to go to college, and then we're supposed to work from that moment on till we're 65. And then if we're lucky, we can afford an RV and drive around and, you know, live what they call the golden years, uh, which usually doesn't happen because we get a stroke before that happens, right? So that, that's one scenario. The other scenario is our, our parents mostly, but maybe also our teachers, they, um, you know, they, they push us a certain direction. For example, if dad's a lawyer, he wants you to go to law school. If mom failed medical school, she wants to live vicariously through you and send you to med school. And so nobody ever asks us what we want to do in life. And we don't even ask ourselves. Um, so most people are lost. And I believe that every one of us has a superpower, a strength, a reason that they're here, a way they can contribute to make this a better world. 
And so in my book, The Eyes of Method, I have several exercises. And as a mentor, I help people also very quickly identify what their purpose in life is, what their passion is, what makes, you know, what creates stomach, uh, fire in their stomach. And so often it doesn't even align with the job they're doing or the credentials they accumulated. But it doesn't matter uh, because once we identify their purpose of life, we really start to need to take control of our life. See, because most people are not controlling our life. And control creates clarity, and clarity reduces stress. So the more we're in control of our life, which means our agenda, our calendar, the things that we're going to do tomorrow, the things that are scheduled next week and next month, the more control we create, the less stress, because there's no putting out fires, there's no uncertainty, there's no things thrown at you because you're in control. So I help people really uh, take control of their agenda, their calendar, and their life. And it takes a while, but the book is full of tips and strategies on how to free up valuable time, how to be more productive, how to increase focus, and those types of things. So that's step number one, actually, of the ISOP method. ISOP stands for In the Zone On Demand, and if we have time, I'll like to expand on that a little bit too. But the first step is really identify or confirm some people think they know the purpose of life, so let's make sure it's the right purpose. Uh, so identify or confirm your purpose in life and start to take control of your life. And that usually eliminates the worry, the fear, the anxiety, the depression, the PTSD, the insomnia. Because now you know what you want, what your dreams are, what your goals are, where you want to be, what your purpose is, right? So that's step number one. Step number two of the ISOP method is once we identify that and start implementing these techniques to control your agenda, your calendar, we need a plan and a strategy, right? And in business, we all know that without a written plan, nothing significant will come to fruition. So, you know, the plan is only the what, you know, what do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? It doesn't need to be the how to's or the details because they will come, you know, as we move along executing that plan, but we need a plan. And part of the plan, to me, is assemble a team of experts. It's what I'll call it. Because I was on a podcast last week, and um, they were discussing that we need to work on our weaknesses. And I totally disagree with that. We need to identify people's strengths, uh, identify people's superpower, and continue to strengthen and work on those. So what I suggest is that you surround yourself with people that are strong where you are weak. And that's the team of experts that we assemble to reach our highest potential because as an individual, we never can reach our highest potential. We need to identify the people that we need to, you know, realize our dreams and get to our goals. So that's step number two. And then step number three is what we talked about already is biohacking. Whether you are a musician who wants to, you know, write a number one hit or whether you are an artist who wants to create a masterpiece or whether you're an entrepreneur who wants to crush a competition or a salesperson who wants to crush his sales goals or whether you're a top athlete, it does not matter. You only can perform at your highest potential if you optimize your health and if your body and your brain, let's not forget the brain, are optimized, are, are working in optimal conditions, right? That's when we can perform at... Um, at our highest potential and fulfill our dreams and our goals. So those are the three steps of the IZOT method. And again, IZOT stands for in the zone on demand because most of us have been in the zone before, but merely by accident. And it was like, oh my God, I don't know. It seems like I was in the zone. I just won or I crushed this presentation or, you know, I, read, I wrote so much code today I never did before. Whatever it is, we were in the zone, but we really didn't know how we got there. So this method brings you in the zone on demand. It allows you to bring your A game each and every time and crush your competition or win or whatever it is that you do. And so with these three steps, that's how I've been teaching people on how to do that. And as part of the biohacking, we really need to focus on the mind more than the body. Unless you're an athlete, we got to do both, of course. But, you know, increasing productivity, being focused, being in the zone, that's when in a minimal amount of, a minimal amount of time we can get things done, right? Because most of us today, we're distracted. Um, again, 14,000 messages come to us each and every day. That's the average that comes to each and every one of us. 
Um, and then we have social media distractions. Uh, we have a dopamine overload. Um, for those listeners who don't know what dopamine is, it's one of the five intelligence hormones besides epinephrine, norepinephrine, serotonin, and acetylcholine. And when those five hormones are in balance and optimal, that's when we're in the zone, right? So that's going to be our goal is balance and optimize those five intelligence hormones. But most of us today are in a dopamine overload, which means is there's an imbalance of those five hormones. Why are we in a dopamine overload? Dopamine is what they call the reward hormone. If our brain squirts a little bit of dopamine, it feels good. It's like getting a pet on the back. And so energy drinks, sugary drinks, stimulants, uh, bad foods loaded with sugar, uh, they all give us a dopamine squirt and therefore we get addicted to it. But now today it's also social media and that's why people are addicted to social media and stay on it for too long because when you get a like or a heart on your Instagram and somebody puts a nice comment on your post, it's a dopamine squirt. It feels good and therefore we seek more and more of it. But this dopamine overload results in an imbalance of those five intelligence hormones which results in brain fog, lack of focus, lack of productivity, not getting the job done, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and it's a vicious cycle. So we need to put uh, tips and strategies in place for people to recognize that these sugary drinks and that these energy drinks and that, that uh, all this social media uh, puts us in an imbalance in our intelligence hormones. So obviously we can put many things in place to uh, diminish those distractions and create a productive environment, and we got many tips and strategies in the book but at the same time, there are some helpful, what we call nootropics or smart drugs uh, that could help you getting into the zone initially until you got this ISOP method mastered. And so I'm not an advocate of any uh, drugs or medicines. Uh, I'll never will advocate such things. But a lot of people try to get into the zone and be more productive by a drug named Adderall. A lot of people heard about Adderall, and it seems to work. I've never used it. So when I talk to people, it works. But if you look at the uh, insert of Adderall, obviously there's many adverse reactions, increased heart rate, increased risk for heart attack and heart disease, um, psychosis, manic depressive states, and the list goes on. So it's not something that I can recommend to anybody. Um, but in the natural world, we have healthy, safe alternatives. So uh, almost two years ago, I came across a product called Focus Plus. And Focus Plus combines four natural ingredients. The main ingredient is biocitroid, which basically is a terpene from a specific type of blood orange from the um, rainforest in Southeast Asia. And the key to this terpene is that at 30 milligrams or higher, it's able to cross the blood-brain barrier. What that means is once you take it in 30 minutes, you're in focus. It balances your five intelligence hormones and optimizes them to get you easier into that zone of productivity and focus. And then the company, Claragen Z Health, they basically added three uh, neuroagents to it. First one is L-tyrosine, which is an amino acid, a precursor to dopamine and norepinephrine, so it increases mental processing, memory, and cognitive performance. The second um, compound they added was phenylalanine, excuse me, phenylalanine. It's another neuroagent. Uh, it increases attention, motivation, and creativity. And then the last ingredient they added to the biocitroid was phosphatidyl. And that's pretty exciting because that's a healthy fat that we find in every cell in our body, but also in the brain. And it stimulates NGF, and NGF is the nerve growth factor. So what that does, it, um, it, it stimulates new brain cell formation. It helps with faster learning, increased memory, increased recall, increased signaling, and increased neurotransmission. So those four natural ingredients together are safe. There's no jittery effects like coffee or caffeine or energy drinks. There's no possible adverse reactions. So you're totally safe here, and it works within 30 minutes, probably putting you in the zone for up to six hours. So that's one of those tools that I use during the ISOP method, especially initially, to get people to feel what it feels to be in the zone and being more productive and focused while we are mastering the three steps of the method.
I have questions. I've been writing questions the whole time you've been sure. talking. And listen, I got lots of them. I I agree with you about not focusing. I'm going to go back a bit, but not focusing on your weaknesses because to me, that's just wallowing in them. I mean, if you're focusing on them, you're just bringing more of into your life, aren't you? My yes, my you attitude know. is, if you get stronger, a lot of those weaknesses just kind of go off and wander away on their own. Yeah, and I mean, there's different types of weaknesses, but something when, where we're not good at, we first of all, we don't like to do, right? If you're not good at something, you don't like to do it. And getting stronger at it, you'll never will be the best at it because it's obviously not your, not your thing or not your talent or whatever it may be. So why focus and waste time on it? You've got to identify your superpowers, your strength, and get better even at those. And then, for example, I'm, you know, I'm a coach, I'm a mentor, I talk, I uh, I like to do those, those things. I like to simplify things, uh, and that's my strength. But every time I was in a small business, I needed to surround myself with a good financial person that, that, because I would take risks and I would take the last you know, few dollars and, 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 and buy new equipment or this, but that would get me in trouble. So I know my weakness is financial management. But as long as I know what my weakness is, I surround myself or I hire somebody or I have a partner that, it's strong in those types of things, so I don't have to worry about it, right? And I can focus on what I'm good at, and together we will get to the highest potential. I agree with you, and I hire my team the same way. They have to be – they need to know what I know in terms of technology, but they have to be better at it. At whatever mm-hmm. – you know, whatever I'm hiring them for, they have to be in it all the time. They have to be really, really good and can actually lead me part of the way if needed. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. But you've talked about purpose in life a couple of times, and I really wanted to go back to that because you're right. Many of us simply do not know what it is, or we have ten of them, and we don't know which one to pick. Do you have any case studies that you can kind of walk us through how we go, well, okay, I need to really understand why I'm here what do I bring to the world? Do you have any case studies that you can share without naming case studies? But I got a good exercise for your listeners, and there's many exercises. So as a mentor, it's one of the first things I do, right, is ask them if they have a purpose in life. Some of them know, but then we're going to just make sure it's correct, <laughs> that they're not you know, in the, wrong, in the wrong field or doing the wrong thing, even though they think that's their purpose in life. Uh, so, but most of us, you know, if you ask people randomly today, 10 of them, you'll be lucky that two or three actually have a solid, quick answer to that because they know, and the rest of us are just wandering around, right? So a simple exercise uh, that I do, it's a three-step exercise. Uh, First of all, I ask people, if you had to do a TEDx talk today, you know, and for those, I mean, most people know what a TEDx talk is, but thousands, if not millions of people will watch you for 10, 15 minutes, right? Write down the top three or five topics that you would talk about. And then I'll let, you know, the listeners or my mentees give them a little bit of time to write those down, right? Then part two of the exercise is like, okay, imagine you stand on top of a beautiful mountain, you know, and it's a beautiful scenery and you're looking around and suddenly a few people are walking towards the base of the mountain and they sit down. And 10 minutes later, 8 billion people are sitting down at the base of the mountain and they're looking at you in silence. And suddenly, you have 10 minutes the time to give those 8 billion people, which is the whole world, only one message. What message is that going to be? All right. So now, step number three of the exercise is the message on the mountain, does it correlate with any of the topics of the TEDx talk? And usually it doesn't, because the, the topics of the TEDx talk are more related to your qualifications. Uh, what you're doing right now, and many times they're, they're focused on the brain. Yeah? Your brain's going to decide who those, what those topics are based on what you want to achieve, the money or the product or the service you want to sell through the TEDx talk, etc. And the mountaintop view is much bigger than that because it's one message to the whole world. And usually then that comes from the heart, not from the brain. And, and, and that's, if that topic elicit passion and fire in your stomach and that's your purpose of life even though you may not be qualified to deliver that message or you have no clue 
on how to deliver that message or what to do about it at this point in time. But that doesn't really matter, see? And that's why people don't usually go for their dreams because they think they're not qualified or they don't unleash their superpowers because they've been stuck in a totally different field of expertise, whatever it may be. So then the, the, the third part is really finding out which of those topics uh, elicits passion and fire in your stomach, regardless your credentials, regardless what you're doing now, etc. And so that's one of the exercises we do to help identify your purpose of life. And I can hear people right now saying, oh, but I'm not trained for that. Oh, it's too late, blah, 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 blah. You weren't trained to walk when you were a baby. I mean, you weren't trained to do anything other than cry and poop your pants. That was it. That's all you had. Yes, that's where they they give up immediately. They say, oh, yeah, I'm not qualified. I don't know how to do that. It's not meant to be. And they just move on and continue to do the things they shouldn't be doing, right? So so that's part of the ISOP method we identified. But then we go to step number two. We're going to take – it's part of step number one, but we're going to take control of your life and your agenda because most objections I get – uh, Denise is, oh, I don't have any time to start anything because I got to provide for my family. I got a full-time job. I got this, I got that. Well, let's identify all the things that you're doing that are wasting your time. Let's free up valuable time because we can't buy time. We can't borrow time. So we only can free up time that you are wasting. And people would be surprised in my book. I got a whole chapter on all kinds of things that we can do up to free valuable time. And then with that free time, we're going to, even though it's an hour a day or a few hours a week, we're going to start working on your real purpose of life. So I'm not asking people to quit their job today and let's focus on your purpose of life. No, we put a plan, that's step number two, a plan and a strategy in place, you know, to reach your goals and dreams. And the first part of that may be, let's see how we can transform or, you know, um, Go from one job and one profession and, and one thing into what you really need to be doing on this, in this world, right? And how do we do that? And so that's what I help people doing without them getting uh, anxious or getting like, oh, I, I need this money of this job. Yes, you need the money of job. Let's free up some valuable time and let's work on some things to, you know, to, to do what you really want to do. And let's start making more money with that on the side so you make extra money. And then at a certain point, we replace, you know, A with B, et cetera. So um, that's why we need a plan and strategy and we need to be in control of our life so we don't create more fear and more uncertainty, more anxiousness. No, it's quite the opposite. Yes, we're going to do this and uh, we're going to make sure you're in control. So uh, we're going to do this the right way and we're going to, make a plan and a strategy, and we're going to identify the people that we need to make this happen. I like that. And, and listen, this we're at an age now, when, when I was younger as a kid, I remember actually making the observation, probably out loud, because I really don't have any filters, but I'm, I remember making an observation at a pretty young age that once people retired, they basically just kind of went home, sat on the porch, looked at their watch, and died. They they had nothing else to do. But I also observed that most of these people had been in the same job all of their lives. They were worn out. They didn't know anything different. These days, people are doing any manner of things, at, you know, multiple things at any given time. And it's not unusual to see somebody say, you know, I just don't like what I'm doing anymore. I think I've reached the end of my natural progression here. I'm going to do something that I'm really good at and really passionate about. We're not alone in this. We're seeing more and more people just say, I'm moving to another thing and world, watch out because here I come. Yeah, and it's never too late, even if you are retired and you're one of those people like I worked for my boss my whole life um, just to provide for my family. Here I am. Well, you know, if you're 65 or 70, who says, you know, by increasing your health and doing the right things, you can, you can be here another 30 years. What can you do in 30 years? What do you like? You know, and I tell people too, especially young people like, well, you know, I want to be an artist, but that doesn't make any money. Well, you're wrong because you're focusing on money. Why don't you focus on your passion? And, you know, if you become the best you can be, the money will follow without even thinking about it because the best artists are multimillionaires, Right. Um, so, so let's not focus on money. Let's focus on your passion and your superpowers, because when we identify those, you're going to be successful no matter what, you know, it's that simple. 
There's many, many people that went to med school and law school, and they don't have their own practice, and they cannot pay their bills, and they're working not only at their own practice, but then they're going to do rounds at the hospital, and then on Sunday they're going to you know, do this uh, extra work at the nursing home where they get another check to supervise the patient, and so on and goes on. So now they're working 80 hours per week. Yes, they got a nice house on the river, but they can't pay the bills, and so... What's the point in that? Yes, they make more money than the artist next door, but the artist, you know, works creatively three hours a day and has a life and is living in the moment and still makes enough money and is much, much happier than the doctor who is just, you know, going head over heels to try to make, pay the bills. So what's important to you is the question. And what are you passionate about? Because all of those doctors, they were pushed into law school and they, they're not happy people, trust me. And that's what everybody wants to be in America, a doctor or a lawyer, right? So, so I say don't, unless that's your passion, just don't. <laughs> right, right. And you said something really important, Dr. Mike, about creativity. And honestly, I have heard myself say, well, I don't have a creative bone in my body. Talk about wrong. I'm intensely creative. I just had to figure it out on my own. But we're all creative in our own way. But many people I find that I'm observing don't understand how creative they are or how truly interesting they are. And it may not be of any moment to them when they said or did what they did, but I'll be looking at them going, whoa, that was brilliant. But they don't know. We don't know what we don't know. That's true. And sometimes they just need a little bit of help to identifying that, right? And that's why we are here. It's like, you know, let's, let's unleash more superpowers in people today because the world really needs you. The world needs everybody, but not just hanging around. Let's contribute. Let's find what your superpower is, and let's get it done. Exactly. And you've mentioned superpower a number of times, and like I'm with you. I'm still trying to figure out. I know what one of them is, but I want a companion superpower, so I'm working on that. But what are you finding while you're working with people? Is is there any one or two particular superpowers that people just go, oh, that's it? That's no. what I am. No, no, because I don't give. No, they're always different, and and that's the good thing. Everybody's different. Everybody get their superpower, um, you know. And some superpowers are the same, but then applied in different fields or in different areas. But it's, I'm not giving them a list to 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 find out. Oh no, it's not this. Oh, it's not this. No, they gotta really, you know, do an exercise like we just went through and. What, what is it when they're on top of the mountain? What, what comes through their heart? What comes to mind? What is, it, what is that big message that they want to deliver? You know? and, and so once we have that message, that purpose of life, often those subjects on the TEDx talk, you know, they can be like, they can be very helpful because that's usually the route we're going to go, right? How can we get there? How are we going to deliver this message? Well, you know, you said you want to help people in my case, you know, identify their purpose in life. Well, we can do that through a health platform, right? I'm on the Denise Griffith show today, and I, I got there through my health experience, but I'm talking about the purpose of life, and I'm helping people with the purpose of life. So, so everybody's different and unique and has a purpose and a superpower, and based on who they are, we're using their credentials and their knowledge to, to support that purpose of life and get that word out. One of the things that, that I wanted to ask you about, and I just lost my, my brain. I was so busy scribbling down notes and listening to you. But we are talking about superpowers, and it is important. And I'll tell you what, I am, like everybody else, I have a bit of imposter syndrome. We all do. And I do this podcast every Monday and every Friday, and I don't get nervous like I used to but you mentioned TEDx, and one of the reasons I don't get nervous anymore is because I watched years ago a TEDx talk by Dr. Amy Cuddy. Mm -hmm. And she, I'm sure you know which one that is. She's phenomenal. And to this day, when I'm about to get on my podcast, I'm going into the virtual green room with you or my other guests, I will stand up, I will take a breath, and I will do my Wonder Woman pose. It works. And I'm so busy kind of smiling and laughing at myself a bit. I'm walking into that virtual green room all happy. I get to meet you. I get to talk with you. And I'm Wonder Woman. Works. Yes, whatever works. I mean, 
you know, another thing is that all of people, a fair percentage, I wouldn't say a lot of people knew what their superpower was when they were a kid. They wanted to be a veterinarian. They wanted to be a pilot, right? And so many times I ask them, what was the superpower that you wanted as a kid? What were the dreams about who you wanted to be? Because at that time, you believed with any doubt in your mind that you could be that person until somebody, most likely your parents, told you that's impossible. And so then most of us settle for ordinary. And here we are, you know, being a medical rep versus a pilot. And when and when when I ask them that question, if they still get if they still get fire in their stomach and are passionate about a, becoming a pilot or whatever it may be, right? Then it's like, well, you knew all along, but you got sidetracked. Let's get back on track. What kind of pilot? And we go straight into it, right? So many times that's also a way to identify, you know, purpose in life is going back to what what superpowers did you want when you were a kid, or who did you want it to be, you know? And, and go back that route. I wanted to be an archaeologist, but I hate digging in the dirt. So obviously, yeah. that was a total fantasy. Well, yeah, and, and it can be. Like I said, there's only a small percentage, right, uh, of people where that could be true, but it's worth exploring. Very much so. And we're talking about older people just a bit ago. And here's the thing. I don't care if you're 60, 70, 80 years old. At that point... You are a walking font of information and wisdom yeah. and how to do this. And, oh, for God's sakes, don't do that. I mean, you should really be helping other people walk through their life by sharing what you went through in your life and how it may help them. And I may be, I may be saying that badly, but I, I think that parking older people at a Walmart you know, check-in point, not a good idea. Older people have so much to offer. I mean, oh, if they sure, need yeah. a job, yes, it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong. But sit, take the time and sit down and listen to your elders. Record them if you can. I really wish that I had recorded my grandmother. I really do. Because that oral history is now gone. Yes. Yep. There's actually services out there now where they go interview grandparents and stuff and get their life recorded and wisdom recorded for the grandkids that are still crawling in their diapers but one day when grandma will come may want to watch that video so those oh, I, I like I that. The, services, the services are out there actually i mean you can do it yourself too obviously you know but um yes all right i'm looking at your book i'm back at, at the izod method and you're talking about is take the unfair advantage. How is it an, an unfair advantage? I'm a little confused about that. Well, it's maybe not unfair, but I'm looking from an, from an athlete perspective too. Um, so it's not unfair. It's unfair that, that you have the knowledge and we have the technologies and the strategies and the supplements. We have everything out there to upgrade our body, our brain, and our life. It's out there for you and I, right? In the past, it was the lead, but we have access to all these biohacking strategies to reverse our biological age and be sharper, more focused, more productive than our competition, uh, in better shape than our competition, stronger, more vital, whatever it is. So the unfair advantage means like, do you want to be better? Then take this advantage, you know? It's not necessarily illegal or unfair, but it's unfair because your competition doesn't know about it or doesn't know how Understood. to get his own on demand. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You've talked about supplements a couple of times. Like I was going through my, my cupboard over the weekend because you know this is the time everybody's doing or should be doing their spring cleaning. Get rid of the garbage in the fridge, get, you know, fridge and the cupboards and clean out the mess that you made in your garage. Mine looks like a cyclone wandered through and then came back and took another visit. Yeah, to me, this is the time to start really cleaning things out. I'm not making resolutions, but I'm, I need to be in a clean, productive environment. And at this moment, it's not, and it's bugging the bejeebers out of me. So I'm looking at these, all these supplements, and I'm thinking, okay, how much of this have sawdust in them, and how much, which ones are really good? How do you find a true supplement that's clean, it's not 
junk. And there's a lot of supplements out there that are junk. I, you should see what I threw out. I was reading well, the, what's in them. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. In my first book, I have a whole chapter on the criteria to select the right supplement, and that's a whole other podcast. But yes, 90%, 80-90% of supplements out there, the label doesn't even match the content because nobody controls that industry. And it's unfortunate because more and more people starting to you know, realize that they need supplements or they need to get healthier and to go to the health food store. And I have nothing against health food stores because those owners are trying too. But again, they're not the manufacturers. They don't really know and nobody controls the industry. So, you know, my first recommendation always is if you get supplements, get medical grades or uh, professional grade supplements. And you can't find those in uh, health food stores or Walmart or GNC or most online stores. So you need a prescription for that. So, um, for example, if you go to my website, uh, go to the shop here page. I don't have my own products or technologies, but... I have all the links to the products and technologies that I personally use and recommend. I don't recommend anything that I don't use or I didn't try when I needed it. So there's a full script um, button or link. And full script is my supplement page uh, that is full of professional medical grade supplements. So they go to much more rigorous standards than your average supplement. And the label matches the ingredients. And therefore they will work much better than your average supplement. But to answer your question, what supplements do you need? Well, it depends on you, right? Do you have any deficiencies? What are your symptoms? So let's get you back to normal, step number one, with, certain, uh, with upgrading your diet and certain supplements and certain lifestyle modifications. And the next step is let's get you to optimal. So now we may have to you know, change up your supplements and, and implement other strategies and supplements and then biohacking is yet a whole other different story so um, we just need to make sure that everybody gets the or gets all the essential nutrients that they need on a daily basis and once you get all your essential nutrients your body and yourself can repair renew and regenerate themselves without causing any disease or cancer it's when we lack essential nutrients, then our body and ourselves are forced to settle for less potent, incompatible nutrients, and that's when we get degeneration and mutation of the cells, which is disease and cancer. So I don't believe you have to be a health freak in life, but I believe in order to be in optimal health, you need to make sure your body receives all the essential nutrients on a daily basis. And if your body gets those, then it's okay to have that taco on Tuesday or that beer on Saturday um, and stay and remain in optimal health. Understood. I have a question. What is biohacking? I really don't know what it is. Well, biohacking is a very broad and amorphous term, obviously, but it, um, it means the, a variety of applications that are out there in the attempt to upgrade your body, your brain, and your life. So it's, it's a way of objectively reversing that biological age that we talked about. So we have strategies, we have technologies, and we have compounds. Compounds meaning supplements, for example, right? Um, so, I mean, there's different supplements. Methylene Blue is uh, one of the newer ones, which has been shown to increase mitochondrial function. Um, Uroletin A is something that I started taking. Uh, it's a basically a tenon from pomegranate that uh, helps with... Um, lifespan and uh, brain function and those types of things. So it's very specific compounds or nutrients that help upgrading anything in your body or your brain or your life. So there's compounds, there's technologies. Technologies, for example, hyperbaric oxygen, uh, far-infrared sauna, uh, hydrogen water. Uh, so there's many things that we can do. Uh, frequency therapies, PEMF, pulse electromagnetic radiation, cold baths, um, all those types of things we call modalities are technologies that will uh, help improve your body, brain, or life. Um, so that's what we mean with biohacking. It's, it's supplements or things that you eat or things that you do or technologies that you use that will help reverse your biological age and make your body and brain better, younger, vital, strong. That's what biohacking is. And so okay. I'm considering well, biohacking. Sense. 
Yeah, I'm considered a biohacking expert, so I would take clients, see where they are, tell them which technologies, strategies, and supplements slash uh, upgrading their diet, what they need to do, and then we'll do a, a test, a few objective tests initially. We implement what I told them, and then six months later, a year later, we do the tests again, so they can also objectively see, of course, they already felt the difference, but objectively see how many years we reverse their biological age, and then it becomes very interesting, of course. Of course. Listen, during our pre-interview, I think you mentioned, mentioned that you have a um, you can supercharge your productivity with a two-minute ritual, and it will crush your to-do list. Talk about that. We've only got just a couple more minutes. A two-minute ritual? Well, um, I don't know what you're referring to. There's many tips and strategies that we can, uh, we can implement to increase your focus. We talked about the Focus Plus, which is just a supplement you take. will get you in, this, in the zone in about 30 minutes. Uh, there's many things that we can do at home to create a productive environment and eliminate, eliminate distractions. Um, me, myself, I have morning and evening routines, and I have biohacking routines. So there's, I'm in total control of my agenda and my calendar and my life. So I have certain routines that work for me. They're in my book too. And then I tell people, this is an example. Don't copy it because it won't work for you. You just have to customize it for whatever works for you. But those routines really help somebody being productive, getting the job done, and getting one step closer uh, to reaching your goals. I understand, and I apologize. I was actually thinking of another guest when I asked you that question because for some reason it had stuck in my head, and there it came. Listen, we've got just a couple of minutes. Can you? Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience before I let you go? Uh, no, I just I'm very excited about my new book. It's number eight. Um, it's available on Amazon. It's available on my website. I do also uh, online training. Uh, February the 8th, which is a Wednesday, we'll follow a seven-week uh, online training. It's uh, very affordable. And uh, during those seven weeks, we're going to go as a group through the training to get in the zone on demand and go through all those three steps we talked about today. Um, so I just tell people, if, if you're out there, if you're suffering from anxiety, depression, fear, worry, if you feel like you're bombarded with things in life, if you feel you don't have any control, if you are stressed, you know, let's take control of it, and I'm here to help you. So, uh, listeners, uh, two things. You can visit uh, trysmartpill.com. That's the website where you can get a free sample of that Focus Plus that may help you getting into the zone. I always recommend a free sample because it doesn't work for everybody. And then uh, visit my website very easily, biohackingunlimited.com. All my books are there, my keynote speaking um, uh, bio is there. Uh, we got the ISOP method explanation and pages there. Uh, you can register for the seven-week training there. Uh, you can see all my books there. So everything you need is there. And actually, even uh, still today, I do have a 20-minute free, free Zoom call for everybody. Um, so if you go there, you can uh, schedule a time directly on the calendar on the website with me. And during that free Zoom call, and it's only with me, not any of my assistants, uh, we just talk about where you are, what your goals are, what you may need help with, and uh, take it from there. So biohackingunlimited.com and trysmartpill.com. Dr. Mike, thank you so much. It's oh, really been wonderful speaking. Thank you. It's been wonderful speaking with you, and I thank you for all the terrific tips and advice that you've shared with our audience. We do, as a world, I think, need to get healthier, more fit, better focused, just happier people. When you feel better, you're happier. I mean, who can argue with that? So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple. We are everywhere. Anywhere else you consume your business podcasts. The truth is you can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. So find us and take us along on your success journey. Again, thank you so much. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.